I'm talking on contending for your overflow part three. Contending for your overflow part three. Last week, by the grace of God, a servant taught us that the warfare of the believer is in threefold. It is a battle between him and then the devil. Then it is also a personal battle between him and between his flesh and his spirit. And then also a social battle between him and the world. Hallelujah. He exposed us on how we can overcome the battle between the flesh and the spirit. How our spirit can win over our flesh all the time. This morning I want to briefly share with you because this morning is an impartation service, just briefly share with you how you can win the social battle between you and then the world. When we talk about the world, we are not talking about the trees and the, the crust that we see. But the world is the systems The systems that operate on this earth. The systems that operate on this earth. So we are talking about structures like education. We are talking about structures like music. We are talking about structures like fashion, like technology, like economics. The reason why... I want us to read 1 John chapter 2 verse 15. 1 John chapter 2 verse 15. It says that love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is, in, is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father but is of the world. Then also in James chapter 4 verse 4, he said, Ye adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be friend of the world is the enemy of God. I've said that the world is the structure's that operate on this earth. The reason why the world is an enemy to the believer is that these systems that I've talked about, they are managed by man. And God is also, sorry, Satan is the prince of the world. So, we see that because man is the one who is managing all these systems, as we were taught last week, the flesh, the activities of the flesh are the ones that they are using to man these systems. So, it has come to a point 
where these systems have become man-centered. That is the reason why God is saying that do not let your love be in the world because the structures have been made in such a way that they are to take your love from God. So you see in the world the systems when it comes to music, when it comes to fashion, when it comes to government, when it comes to economies, everything has been designed in such a way that they are to take your love out of God. And he says that these things manifest in three ways. That is the lust of the flesh. That is craving for anything that gratifies your flesh. Craving for anything that gratifies your flesh. The one we talked about on, man, uh, on Sunday last week. Then it also manifests in the lust of the eyes. We can see it in materialism. We can see it in covetousness. Selfish desires of the things that we see. So people will do everything to get money. People will do everything whether to kill or to, to, to fight a brother to get the things that they see. And then it also manifests in the pride of life. Desire to have prestige. Arrogance. These are the systems that have been put in, in place. So if the believer, you are not careful, you will be taken away by the systems that are self-centered. So you go to institutions, you go to places, Corruption everywhere. And it is not a border. It is something that has become a norm. That is why the Bible is saying that do not, your, do not put your attention in the systems that have been put in place by man. That is meant to take away your love for God. Hallelujah. So they have principles that they live by. I pray that God will help us to be able to overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And interestingly, it is entering into the church, whereby there is so much arrogance even in the church. The world, therefore, is an extension of man's flesh. It is an extension of man's flesh, the fleshy nature, into the systems that I've talked about. So you see that everything that is going on, it is geared towards the believer to make you sin. Advert on cream and then you see a lady that is naked everything music you see ladies dancing they are to lure you to sin so these systems have been craftily designed 
in such a way that if you don't take care, very soon you'll be taken out of God. In our workplaces, very soon, you see that things have been made in such a way that you don't even have time to come to church. Very soon, people will be going to work on Sundays. It has started. And gradually, it has been made in such a way that when you go to work during weekends, you receive more than the other days. Those are the structures the devil is putting in place to take away your love. Because he knows that when he is able to take your love out of God, then you are finished. Hallelujah. So I pray that the devil this year will not take your love out of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Great men have fallen prey to the systems of the world. Pride, arrogance. Sometimes I ask myself, one, one, it has been designed that it is entering into the church. Somebody can come, stand before his spiritual father, say, this is a small boy, hallelujah. Those small boys, when he prayed for you and you were having testimonies, he didn't say he's a small boy. Hallelujah. Now that he's instructing you to do something, then he says he's a small boy. It is entering into the church. We have to be very careful that we don't operate things by the systems of the world. They are contrary to the word of God. The cure, because of our time, the cure, what will enable you to overcome the world is the love for God. When we read the first John chapter five, uh, chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen, what will enable you overcome the world is your love for God. Whatever you are hungry for is whatever you are filled with. If you are hungry for God's love, that is what you will be filled with. And when you are filled with God's love, you become empty of the love for the world. Naturally, when you eat and you are well satisfied and you are full, you don't have any craving for food again. If you are filled with the love for God, then the desire to have the love for the world is destroyed. Our love for God manifests on three platforms. The first one is the zeal for God. Zeal for God. Zeal for God. The zeal for God is that inner force that enables you to accomplish something for God. One thing that is lacking in the body of Christ today that is making people follow after the things of the world is because people don't have zeal for God. 
that it comes to a point like Elijah said, I am jealous for God. Everything about God moves you. Not thinking about what you will get from God, but thinking about what you can do to promote God's kingdom. That is what we call zeal. Inner drive. That is what comes out of the statement that whether there is heaven or no heaven, I will still do something for God. That is zeal. Whether God clothes me or not, whether I am healed or I am not healed, I will still do something for God. That is zeal. People, Christians, you see them, people are making fun of their God. And they even sit and then they laugh with them. You must be envious for your God. Envious for your God. That is what we say. If you say you love God and you are not zealous for Him, you are not envious for His house. Everything about His house moves you. Then check the love that you say you are professing. The Bible said, when you read John chapter 2, verse 17, Jesus was consumed with the zeal for God. So he entered the te- temple. People, money exchangers, were doing market in the house. He took a whip, began to whip them. Whip them. That is zeal. You can't sit when you see something not going on well. When it concerns God's work. When it concerns God. That is zeal. Zeal. Hallelujah. You hate to see people talk something negative about your God and the church. That was what was burning in Elijah. He said, I have been jealous for my God. So he organized a contest between him and the prophets of Baal. I pray that God will rekindle your zeal for him in the name of Jesus Christ. Shadrach and Mezak. Whether our God comes to save us or not, we will not bow down to your God. That is zeal. Whether I will get something, whether God will do something or not, I still have passion for him. Hallelujah. That is zeal. It is also manifested on the platform of dedication. John chapter 12, verse 23 to 25. On the platform of dedication, you must be planted. Your life must be sown as a seed. You must be stable in God's house. You have to go beyond the point where people uh, will have to encourage you before you come to church. You must be planted. Nobody enjoys of the overflow if that person is not planted. If your life becomes a seed in God and in His house, then you shall flourish. The reason why so many people are overtaken by the pleasures of the world 
is because they are not planted. They are not dedicated. I heard of a testimony. One guy became born again. Became planted in the house. He has finished university with masters. No job. Three months became dedicated. Moving up and there for God. One time he came to church. As they were worshipping. Somebody passed a sheet. To him on the sheet it was written. Go to the ministry of foreign affairs. They are looking for somebody. With a date. He went there. Met the person, the director, the person in charge. The person said, how did you get to know? He said the person who gave him the note, he has never seen him in church before. Angels are in church. Angels are in church. That is why you need to be planted. He went there, the man said, ah, how did you get to know? We are about to make this publication. Advertise it in the graphic. How did you know? Anyway, let me look at your CV. He said, you are the kind of person we need. Plantedness. Plantedness. The overflow will not come if you are not planted. Be very careful of the deception of being busy and being having appointment there that people can substitute their work. I always say that the passion and the desire with which we dress up and go to work if you have that same passion and be dedicated and be committed in God's house, so many things about our lives will change. Hallelujah. So it manifests on the platform of deadly commitment. Deadly commitment that God can rely on you. You are loyal to God. Hallelujah. You are devoted for God. You are going all out for God. If you are doing all these things, you are zealous, you are dedicated, you will not be taken by the pride of life. You will not be taken by the lust of the eyes. You will not be taken by the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Again, it manifests on the platform of your service. Your love for God manifests on the platform of your service. On the platform of your service. Service simply means working in the house of God. Doing something in the house of God. And the proof of your service is in your giving. Giving your life first. Giving your material substance. Giving your time. Giving your talent. Giving your knowledge. Using them in the house of the Lord. That is what we call, we, you are serving God. God's servant made a statement. By service people are raised. By service people are erased. If you don't want to be erased by the love for the world in God, be serving in God's house. Be doing something in God's house. Hallelujah. As you are serving, 
God makes the distinction between them that severed him and them that severed him not. Malachi chapter 3 verse 14. The distinction is made. Be serving, be working in the house of God. Hallelujah. How do I service my love? How do I fuel my love for God? How do I make it active? It is made active by on the platform of the word. It is made active on the platform of the word. We can write these scriptures, John chapter 15 verse 10. John chapter 15 verse 10. John chapter 14 verse 21 and 23. John 15 verse 10 says that if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. So God's word is what perfects God's love in you. The Holy Spirit, through the word, sheds abroad the love of God in our heart. That is why people who constantly stay in the Word are people who have God's love shared abroad in their lives. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit of God. You see, one thing about the issue or the enemy of the world is that the devil has a spirit called the Spirit of the world. Somewhere it is called the mystery of iniquity. That is making sure, that is fighting you, so that you will always fall prey to that enemy of the world. That is why people, mystery of iniquity, people can become addicted, believers I mean, addicted to the things of the world. They don't understand what is going on. How can a, a, a husband that has a lovely home be going after small girls, roll up his carpet, and then be furnishing the room of a small girl that will be the size of his daughter? Sometimes the girl abuses him, even slaps him, and comes back and pours the vengeance on his wife and children. Mystery of iniquity mystery of iniquity if you don't work on yourself in god's word you will be influenced by the spirit of the world behind every negative thing that you are doing is a remote that is controlling it that is why people can do certain things they don't understand Forget whether you are a believer on fire, whether a pastor or not. You can be influenced by the spirit. The devil wanted to force beauty garment on Joshua. There are pastors who, who lie, pastors who fornicate. Spirit of the world, mystery of iniquity. What you need to be able to prevail over the spirit of the world or the mystery of iniquity. It's the spirit of love 
and that spirit of love is shed abroad in your heart. It is fired up when you stay up in God's word. In one of pastor's message, he said that the word of the Lord is the raw, the wood. So as you keep on casting the wood into the fire, the love begins to burn. Never stay out of God's word because your love is shed abroad and fired when you stay up in God's word. Hallelujah. I pray that the Lord will help us that in this year of overflow, be able to overcome this enemy of the world. Shall we please be on our feet?